Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella. You're not going to believe this, but I am here today to provide you a podcast from Marketing Motivation. And quite frankly, I think it's going to be okay. I think um, nobody's going to get hurt. We're going to have a good time. And there might be a couple chuckles or two. You know, maybe even three, because I'm getting pretty crazy. That's for sure. Okay, I wanted to kick things off with this. Smart people learn from their mistakes. Not all smart people, but people that are smart learn from their mistakes. However, the clever people learn from the mistakes of others. And I'm sure most of you have heard that before. And that's why reading biographies and um, nonfiction is good because you pick up, you know, nuances and and, and different things that are happening. Um, I say nuances, but you know something? You can learn a nuance that happened in 1861 for crying out loud, you know, uh, which is, which is great. So keep that in mind, you know, learn from your mistakes, but even better learn from other people's mistakes. And, you know, that can be contemporary as well. A guy down the street that, you know, threw his life away, um, by a drunk driving accident, uh, ended up getting divorced, losing his job. And five years later, he was sober, opened his own company, remarried, and he has, um, you know, a a good life. But he'll tell you a lot of his regrets and, and mistakes. You can change your life by the way you think. And it's true. Uh, the late, great Paul Hutsey, big Prudential insurance manager, would have told you that. He hooked up with uh, the late, great uh, Bob Proctor, who would definitely concur with that, that statement. But we have to understand the junk and the material we're throwing into our subconscious minds, unknowingly, uh, which is strengthening some of our negative paradigms. Um, you know, not all paradigms are, are negative. You know, there are some positive uh, paradigms. But what we want to do is we want to rid the negative. And the way we think is crucial. Um, I'm, I'm good at analyzing how other people speak and their, you know, I say their thought process. I don't really know their thought process, but... I just see what comes out of their mouth um, by my by my hearing, and I'm like, man, they're on the wrong track, you know. And I'll bust her chops, a friend of mine, when she's talking this way, but it not necessarily resonates with her, you know. I mean, as she said, "Well, I'm 80 years old. What do you expect?" Well, you know, you can change. A lot of things, you know, big, big trees can be uprooted, just takes uh, more than a shovel, takes a big backhoe. And 
Do you want the reward without the relationship? I made a video on this today on YouTube. Uh, this was not a quote, but this was uh, some content that Father Ray uh, mentioned today in his homily, you know, and it was from the reading um, where, in the gospel where um, Zebedee's wife asks for Jesus to put her two sons, James and John, one at his left and one at his right in his kingdom. And he's like, I don't think you know what you're asking for. He's like, can you drink the cup that I drink? And they both say, oh, absolutely. But they don't know that the cup of suffering that's going to go down from Jesus himself and all of them eventually. Uh, actually, John, I don't think he died a martyr's death. I think he died a, a natural death. But nonetheless, Jesus was saying, hey, listen, James and John, they wanted the reward. They wanted the kingdom. But they didn't want the relationship. They didn't, you know, understand that relationship yet fully with Jesus. And the correlation I made uh, was with uh, health and fitness. You know, we all want the killer body. And we don't seem to know how to do that from an exercise standpoint. And we're out of touch. We don't have a relationship with cardiovascular exercises or uh, even uh, weights or bands or stretching. You know, we just tend to want to go where, where, the, where the good is, you know, and, which is not a bad thing, but we need to know, we need to have that relationship. And the other correlation I made was with, um, with nutrition. You know, the things that we put in our mouth, half the times we don't realize what's going in. And other times we justify it. And I think if we had a better relationship with food, we'd have a better figure. Not even talking about working out. And then lastly, I, I talked and mentioned about money. If we had a better relationship with money, uh, we would be able to uh, handle a lottery winning or a million dollar winning or whatever it may be in that respect. We wouldn't burn it through our pockets because that's essentially what we're doing now. I remember 10 years ago talking to a guy on the beach. I said, listen, if you just got a $20,000 raise from your boss when you walk in the office on Monday, I said, you'd probably be the, the same this time next year. Not much is, would have changed other than maybe you got a new shed or something like that, you know, and, and it's true. We need to change and get a better relationship with our spending, our, our money habits. So I found that uh, pretty fascinating. And Father Ray has some great homilies spiritually that also delve into, um, you know, the, the contemporary world, which is great. And that's what we need because that's where we live, you know. And uh, the insight of the day today, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. We always tend to look at the old. Oh, geez, if I only did this, if I only did that, or yeah, I messed that up. Ah, and, and you, and you um, focus on 
the the errors and the inadequacies and the um, blemishes, if you will, instead of focusing on building and growing and being better, uh, we all get caught in this, you know, some more than others. But the more I get into personal development, the less and less I'm going after the negative. You know what I mean? I'm scrolling past that post that I know is going to be controversial just by the first sentence. And no point in wasting my time in in that regard. Uh, When it comes to the Darren Daly today, Darren Hardy's uh, title is, I have some notes for you. And he asks, do you have this fatal tendency? And what is this fatal tendency, you may ask? Well, finding the flaw. Kind of just stemming off that insight of the day I just did. Finding the flaw with things. Um, There was a story of a boy that went hunting with his uh, new dog. And he practiced throwing um, ducks, fake ducks, into the water the dog would jump in, swim, and retrieve the ducks. And he did it several times um, to the boy's satisfaction. And duck season came, and the boy went down by the pond, shot his first duck, dropped in the water. The dog jumped into the water, but instead of swimming, he walked on the water and retrieved the duck. He couldn't believe his eyes. He just was in awe. So the next day, he had to take some friends with him. And he took his uh, his friend, Billy Bob. Billy Bob's like, sure, I'll go hunting with you. And the boy said, listen, you can take the first shot. And sure enough, boom, boom, bang. Duck dropped in the water. The boy's dog ran, jumped into the water. But instead of falling into the water, walked on the water, fetched the duck, and returned. And the boy turned to Billy Bob and said, can you believe it? This dog. He's like, yeah, I was going to say something. I didn't realize your dog couldn't swim. (laughs) You know, but that's some of these people in this world is they look to the negative. They don't look to the positive at all. They don't find the the bright side, you know. And But that's essentially what you need to do, you know. Focus on the miraculous, you know, pointing out the flaw doesn't improve things. And Darren Hardy mentioned today on his uh, video email uh, a story that I either remember reading in The Compound Effect, his book, or some one of his tapes. He bought this house on the hill, this blue house on the hill that he always used to notice uh, from walking the shorelines, looking up in Tiburon, I think is where it was, in San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, and it was a blue house up on the hill. Well, one day he went house searching, and he followed this sign for open house. And sure enough, he went in, and it was that big blue house. And he bought it on the spot. And he was so excited to show his dad, because that's who he lived for, his father. His father raised him by himself. His mother left him when he was just uh, months old, and 
his father was, you know, nodding when he brought him up to the living room with a big picture window, almost a 360-degree view, for crying out loud, of the Bay Bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge, the Bay itself, Alcatraz. It just was just unbelievable. And his father's like, hmm. He got a crack up there in the corner of the ceiling. I don't know if you can see it. It's a small one. You better check that out because that could start a leak. You know, and Darren was just devastated. You know, that sometimes that's what people do. Uh, They are grown up in some learned behavior of pointing out what's wrong as opposed to what's right. And that's not always a bad thing. But at times such as this, and especially with a walking on water dog, you need to, you know, call a spade a spade, for sure. Uh, and celebrate first, then review the improvements. You know, he followed up and, and ended on the fact that he made a killer speech. People were uh, really... Uh, brought to their knees, literally, uh, figuratively, I should say, but literally brought to tears. Uh, And it was a very emotional speech that he made in different facets. Uh, People got different things out of it. And he looked to uh, a, a big confidant of his, and he asked, what do you think? And she's like, yeah, I made some notes. I took some notes. We'll discuss. Like, I pointed out all the the negatives, you know, which takes the wind out of your sails. It certainly does, you know, and spouses have a way of doing that. Uh, I have a way of doing that. And we don't recognize it sometimes in the heat of the moment. And uh, we can lose out if we're not careful. Uh, Brian uh, uh, shoots, be someone's strength. Be someone's inspiration and reason to never give up. You know, wouldn't that be great? And I, you know, I don't think God allows us to see all of the uh, remnants of the good that we do for the fear of us getting a swelled ego, so to speak. But I got an email message from a kid that I used to mentor uh, years ago, and we connected on Facebook, and I was reaching out to him, actually, um, to pay my condolences to the death of his father, uh, who was, you know, in his 50s, which was awful. And, you know, he posted to me a private message that um, he really appreciates everything that I did for him, you know, which I didn't think, you know, those I was just playing with him an hour a week, you know what I mean? But sometimes that goes a long way. Uh, and it really made me feel good. And it made me realize that You always have to be on your toes, just like I told my kids as my father told me. 
when you're driving in your car, watch what you're doing because there's a lot of eyes on you. There's a lot of mom and dads. You have a lot of aunts and uncles, if you know what I mean. And, and I remember that plain as day because he told me that after a friend of his said, what the heck were you doing driving up Granite Street? And then I realized it wasn't you, it was your son. My dad's like, did you pull him over? He's like, no, I let him go because he slowed down. But I was going like 45 or something in a, in a uh, 25 mile an hour zone. And I'll never forget that. And I try to tell my, my boys that. My daughter's not driving yet. But it makes a difference. What you do out there on the road is a reflection of your mother and father. What you do out there in the bar room is a reflection of your mother and father. You know, what you do in school and in public is a reflection of your mother and father. You know, not to mention your reputation. Your job interviews that got thrown away because they said, oh, I saw that kid acting like an absolute nut. You know, and that's, that's important. So understand that, please. And more people have a better relationship with their pet than they do with God. And then I thought about it. I said, perhaps I could substitute family for God as well. You know, they have a better relationship with their pet than they do their family. You know, and um, it, it's, it, it, can, it can get that way. I got a great relationship with Theo right now. <laughs> I don't know about my spouse. Uh, but again, look inward in the sense that what can I do to be a better spouse? Like folding the laundry because my mother-in-law usually does it and she's not here washing the leftover dishes that needed to be done, emptying the dishwasher. So I made sure I got all these things done before my podcast in case my wife came home and she wouldn't say it, but she'd think it. Hmm. You know, he's still into his same old routine and doesn't try to help out around the house. No, no. I'm personally developed and growing. So I want to, I want to do, I want to do the right thing. And lastly, I'll leave you with this. Uh, you become kind. In other words, you become a kind person by being kind to others, including yourself. You know, you got to be kind to yourself first and then continue that kindness to others. Most people are terrible to themselves and are absolutely wonderful to people they barely know. And it's sad. But be kind to yourself first, then to others second. So you become kind by being kind. And that's it for today. I uh, look forward to checking in with you I would hope tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Check three, four. Check.
three, four.